This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. What's up, everybody? And welcome into episode 152 of Small Talk. It's been a minute, but Smallman and Saruti, we are here. Steve, it's just been the busiest summer slash fall. It's just been too much. We haven't had time to do this. We can go through what we've been doing, but we're back and we have so much to talk about. Yeah, I don't want to bore people with what's been going on. But yeah, no, just this is like a weird time of year because, you know, it's like the end of summer. So you're trying to get fun things in and also football starts. So everyone's just chaotic who works in sports and it's like, oh, yeah. we got football's back. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, what fun. was that? How is it? How is football it? back? Yeah. <laughs> Fo- I, I just my impression of football guy. Um, I'm not football guy. I like football. I actually, mm-hmm. I really like football, but I don't love football the way I think some of the American public loves football. It's not right. one of my, it's not one of my favorite sports. Like my favorite sports would be basketball, specifically the NBA and soccer. I like football. There's things about football that annoy me. I don't know about you. I mean, obviously you have a weird relationship with football and the entire city of St. Louis, but football, I, I've always said this. It's just, you know, in watching the games and you know week week one and week two, it's such a weird sport because it's frustrating to watch. There's yeah. flags on like every play. You don't know what a catch is. Now there's these taunting rules. There's just so many things that would tell you to stop watching football, but we're so addicted. It's like crack to America that we just can't we can't possibly stop watching it because it's just like oh our fantasy football and my bets and all this there all these different things and Sundays have become like this holiday. Uh, every single week. It's just so wild to me. So I love, I like it, but don't love it. I'm with you. Obviously, as you said, I have a very complicated and convoluted relationship you have with a past. football. Yeah. We've got some history, yeah. football. And it's I. complicated on Facebook. Yeah, it is complicated on Facebook, not only with the NFL, but with college football too, because Illinois hasn't been good in a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love, I love my school. As we know, I ride for Illinois very hard but they have not been good in a long time. And it's hard to really get up for a college football Saturday when Five you know your team has no chance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? We've got no, no chance. And Brett Bielma, big fan, he's going to build something there, but it's going to take a while, right? I like forgot Bielma was there. He's a, yeah, yeah. he's a good coach, actually. He is. We've had him on my show a few on times. On Wisconsin. Good... There we go. Former, yeah, former, your, your former boy. Badger. Um, That's right. But like with the NFL, obviously, I don't have a team. We have tried to manufacture a team on Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN, the Miami Dolphins. And it's because just of why. So What's we the- wanted we wanted a team to cheer for. Okay. And we put it up to a vote to our listeners. It came down to five teams. It was the Chiefs, the Bears, the Bills, the Packers, or the Dolphins. And our listeners picked the Dolphins. I feel like it would have been a it was it would have been easy on you guys to pick the Chiefs. I'm surprised that they didn't, you know, they didn't win that poll because think about how much joy you would have watching Patrick Mahomes and now you have to watch Tua get hurt every other week and you I know. know you have to go against Bill Belichick. That would be annoying too. That's a that's an interesting choice by the by the small the character and smallman community. Yes, it is. But I feel like a lot of people are Bears fans and a lot of people are Chiefs fans, and so it was something different. And oh, also is this Chiefs- like a weird St. Louis? Uh, Kansas City thing that's I, no. I may have not that's not that okay no. I didn't know if the St. Louis people didn't like to and certainly didn't want to root for the Kansas City team you know what I don't think St. Louis cares about Kansas City oh wow we care about Chicago <laughs> yeah, yeah Chicago is more of our deal I mean there are natural rivals the yeah. Cubs and the Cardinals are rivals you're punching the, up I get the, that uh or they're punching up because we have more championships than St. Louis yeah but it. I mean let's not come on it's Chicago it's like a top five city in America, right? Top, I mean, top three, really. Top three, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I can go higher. I don't know. I mean, with, no, all, it's a top you know, with all respect to the Lou, like you guys aren't really in that sort of category yet, but... But if we're talking sports, I mean... You're higher than Kansas City, though. That's good. Is that because you know me? 
No, I would say St. Louis is, I mean, just from an outsider's perspective, yeah, St. Louis is a bigger city than Kansas City. I'd rather go to, well, that's a good, uh, yeah, I'd rather go to St. Louis than Kansas City. Is it because I've been feeding your head with propaganda for a yeah. long time? And if I said that I'd rather go to Kansas City than St. Louis, well, this would probably be the last podcast. So episode right. 151, we did 151 episodes. It was a good run. Right. Kansas City's fine. It's fine. I'm sure people think St. Louis is fine. I'm sure if I knew someone from Kansas City that could show me around, it would be better. The plaza is cool. Power and light is cool. Sporting um, KC. Sporting KC is awesome. Yeah. Um, the barbecue is very good. But, you know. It is what it is. I couldn't care less about the Chiefs or the Royals. Both of them do absolutely nothing for me. Yeah. Um, whereas like the Blackhawks, I hate. The Cubs, I don't hate, but they're annoying. You don't hate the Cubs? Really? No. The Cardinals and the Cubs, their rivalry is like, hey, come to our stadium. I'll buy you a beer. You know, the Cardinal, like Cubs fans hate Cardinal fans. I'm sure they hate Cardinal fans. Because you guys are more successful. And you're have like, been for you're the so more successful long. brother. Yeah. Yes. And like even this season, right? Like the Cardinals were not good all year. They were not good. They were mediocre for the entire year. And then all of a sudden they they went on a nine game, maybe 10 game winning streak right now. Steve, in the bottom of the fifth, they're winning one nothing. And they're in the postseason again. You know what I mean? Like this is what the Cardinals do. Even when you think they're bad, they find a way to be good. And if you're the Cubs, who up until 2016 had not won in forever, and this is your natural rival, you hate that. Yeah, it's like um, what's the uh, crab cakes and football for Maryland? It's yeah. like toasted rabs and baseball. Like St. Louis, let's go. Or I'm going to simplify it even more: beer and baseball. Beer that's and baseball. What St. Louis yeah. says <laughs> that's the heart of America, right there, ladies. Yeah, and gentlemen. That's what <laughs> we do. Doesn't get easier than that. Yep. That's what we do. Um, but yeah, so the Cardinals have been going on this ride, and I keep thinking of you, Steve, because I'm like Steve should have jumped on the bandwagon. No. This would have been the most fun year for Steve to jump on. I mean, here's this team that no one expected, and then boom, nine game winning streak, securing that second wild card spot in the National League. How about this regular season? Your boy was not going to be invested, period. Uh, didn't have enough time. The interest wasn't there. But, you know, because of the, I work on a couple different shows now. I work on one that's a New York show, one that's a, a Chicago show. Who knows if the Yankees will actually be in the playoffs? It doesn't look like the Mets will, uh, but the White Sox will. So I actually kind of have to keep tabs a little bit more on baseball. So right. I, I may dabble in a cards game or two, depending on the day and what's going on and, you know, who they're playing. So I'm not completely ruling it out like I used to probably like a year ago. Okay, um, I love that. But, but no, regular season, I just can't, I can't do the regular season. I really can't. It's too tedious. It's very, it's very long. It's very long. And if you don't have an emotional investment, it's tough. But I, but that's kind of how I feel about the NFL right now. Like I tune in, I watched. Do you have um, a fantasy team? I do. So we're yeah, playing so for the first time ever. I'm a first time fantasy football owner. Um, Adam Wainwright, Cardinals pitcher, Cardinals ace pitcher right now has a great foundation big league impact and adam's on our show every week and they do a fantasy football charity league every year and so we're in adam's league oh look at you there we go what's your squad I check looking in. like uh so since we're dolphins fans steve oh, our no. name our name is it's randy and i our name is just the two of us nice nice <laughs> little nod there to to will but Smith. then he got Respect. hurt yeah. Then he got hurt. I know. Well, he always gets hurt. That's the problem with, with Tua. I love him. But I mean, geez, that's a bummer for you. But uh, I can't see you being the one checking your lineup every Sunday. That's, that, is that you or no? So here's you're a casual. Like you're, I, I'm a casual baseball, non-regular season. You're a very casual fantasy football player. 
casual is a, a good way to describe it. So Randy will say, here's what I'm thinking. I will push back on some things like week one, Aaron Rodgers was our quarterback. Not great. Not week good. two, yep. Randy wanted to stick with him. And I was like, I don't know. I'm kind of feeling Justin Herbert. Will Aaron disappoint us again? And he's like, there is absolutely no way he disappoints again. And I said, okay, great. I believe in Aaron Rodgers and I believe in just the two of us. And that's as far as our fantasy football conversations go. Is he tells me what he wants, I either thumbs up or thumbs down. He hits submit, he checks it and updates me and we're good. Yeah, that's all you need. I mean, it's just, you know, it's the joy and agony of defeat. If you had not listened to him and somehow start not started Aaron Rodgers, he threw four touchdown passes last night. So I know. I, I think that would have been uh, it would have been a bummer for you guys. But hey, there you go. It is, but you know, it's one of those things where I watch it and I miss it. Like, does that make sense? Like I, I miss it, but I also don't because when I watched the Packers last night, I didn't experience that for so many years because the Rams were so bad. Yeah, You know what I mean? So it's like, I miss the pageantry of the NFL. I miss having one game that you build this amazing crescendo towards and then you get the payoff. But I, I can't say that I miss my Rams experience, you know? So it's like, you know, like they sucked for so long. So it's kind of sad in a way because I'm missing something that I didn't really have forever. Like yeah. I only really had the greatest show on turf and I was so young. I mean, I was in grade school, so it's hard for me to really miss it. And I never really thought about this, but how weird is it for you guys? Because they were in the NFC West. Yeah, I know. Like you had what what connection do you guys have with San Francisco, Arizona, and Seattle? Whereas like the Bears are like the heart of the Midwest, right? They're right. The, the, the division that that defines the Midwest, like right. Detroit, Green Bay, uh, Chicago, and uh, who am I missing? Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. So yeah, and you guys are just in this weird division where somehow you're the you're in the Western division, which and you guys couldn't be more and like more of a Midwestern city, and you're in the Western division. Doesn't didn't make a ton of sense there. I know because the Rams used to be in LA, so they kept them in the NFC West. But yeah, would suck because road games were hard to get to for yeah. Rams fans. You know, it's a full trip. It's not like you can drive four hours up the road and go cheer for the Rams in Indy or Nashville or Chicago or Kansas City, all of which are four, four and a half, five hour drives. Yeah, you got to hop on a flight. You have to hop on a flight and it's a long flight and you're going to places where hotels are expensive. I mean, it totally sucked. Yeah. And it sucked because Seattle was always good. I mean, the Rams did play Seattle. Good. Anyway, we've talked enough about the Rams, Steve. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about the Met Gala. Yeah, let's move on. When this 10 minutes of football, that's, that's enough football for me for the rest of the season. I will say, though, you know what I'm so over as someone that does live in the Midwest is the Justin Fields, Andy Dalton drama. Spare me with that. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I know that everybody wants Justin Fields, but it's the same topic that gets discussed every day. It's because, as I mentioned before, I, I kind of do a little bit on a Chicago show now, and there's really nothing else going on in Chicago. Like, there's the, the White Sox fans are waiting for the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the Cubs are out of it. Basketball hasn't started yet. Hockey, blah, blah, blah. So it's really just bitch about Justin Fields, and that's all Bears fans have. Yeah. That must be kind of a miserable existence as well as being a Bears fan because they just they haven't been good on offense in what feels like 30 years, my entire lifetime, really. Um, and yeah. they finally get this guy who may be the guy, but they have to wait now. So uh, incredible blue balls for, the, for their entire city. Oh, my God, the Bears blue balls. You're totally right. That's what they're <laughs> dealing with. Yes. Because even when Jay Cutler was their quarterback, you weren't so sold on him being the yeah. guy. They have been waiting for the guy for 
ever feels like yeah, even in like, 85 you know that was a, a defensive team yeah, right yeah, like you Jim like McMahon, McMahon. yeah they won a Super Bowl but it's not like he was Aaron Rodgers it's not like he was Tom Brady I feel like I mean we had Joe Flam top chef our friend on who said he would do anything for Deshaun now that was pre you know yeah, Deshaun yeah. but that like, like, we'll like that's that how desperate they are <laughs> yeah. yeah let's not bring that up anymore <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry Joe sorry Joe okay anyway Steve the Met Gala you yes, texted me with some Fire yeah. takes on the Met Gala, which is for those who don't know, fashion's biggest night. So it's essentially the Oscars for fashion. They have a theme every year. Only the most exclusive people get invited. Wait, and... that's not true, though, right? Yes, you... it is. No, it's not. Because yes, don't it is. I thought you had to pay like ten grand for a ticket. Oh, it might be more than that, but you still have to get invited to go. There were some like mass celebrities that, with I all know. due respect. I read this year that uh, they weren't pleased with the guest list because there was a lot of influencers and like TikTokers on there. I saw even some athletes there. I'm like, you're not even that big of a deal. Why are you at the Met Gala? You know, like who? Give me an example. I mean, I love Russell Westbrook and I know he's on the Lakers now. And I guess there is a weird fashion tie in for him because he does have an odd thing. But I'm like, Russell Westbrook wouldn't be like if the NBA player that I can get at the Met Gala. I don't know if it would be Russell Westbrook. Well, Steph was there. Steph, I get, well, he's a huge star. So that makes sense. Um, it's just an odd thing to me. And I, I feel like if you have to pay to be there, so you have to be invited and then you pay the 10 grand or whatever it is. Let me Google this. Because I, I always thought you could just, any any like Joe Schmo could just show up and, no, as no, long no, as they no. paid for a ticket. Okay. So anyway, these designers pair up with invitees and celebrities and they create these works of art, right? Jay okay. Gilgis Alexander was there. Come on. I love Shea. I love his game. Absolutely love him. Oklahoma City. I, I guarantee you there's like a lot of people listening to the podcast if I didn't just didn't just say Oklahoma City that wouldn't even know Shea Gilgis Alexander played basketball and they couldn't name where he played. Right. Okay. So they say a ticket costs 35K. Okay. And it's 200 to 300K for a table at the event. But you have now, to be invited. The, yes, you have to be invited. And this money goes towards fundraising for the Metropolitan Museum of Arts Costume Institute in New York City, which is why it's called the Met Gala. That's a good cause. I'm not I'm not knocking the cause. Uh, it's for the art arts. It's great. It's for the kids. You know, it's for for the use to, you know, let's let's keep art going, you know, in this country. Yeah. We get it. But I, I, just, I look at these outfits and here's the thing. I'm admittedly saying I'm not in this world. I don't understand fashion. I've told you multiple times that art, I don't get art. I just don't typically, uh, <laughs> especially modern art, don't understand it at all. But everyone there looks like an idiot. I'm sorry. Except for like <laughs> Channing Tatum, who is wearing a nice suit. I think he was wearing Tom Ford. I'm looking through some pictures right now. But everybody is trying to make this huge statement. Like, what the hell? is Kim Kardashian shows up and just like a black, I don't even know what you would call it. She said it was basically t-shirt material. And she said, what's yeah. more American than a black t-shirt? She rewrote the rules of fashion, Steve. No, she didn't. She looked like an idiot. She was trying to do something like non-linear and outside the box. No, she looked terrible. Even my guy, Lil Nas X, right? What is he? He shows up and he's got like nine different layers on. It's just absurd. And I feel so. like it's just a bunch of people trying to outdo everybody else. And they all look ridiculous. And they couldn't be more out of touch with anyone else in the country other than these people. So the theme was in America, a lexicon of fashion. So people were supposed to dress in America or what their version of American fashion was like um, Kendall Jenner had a beautiful dress on. I believe she was um, dressed by Givenchy and it was a nod to Audrey Hepburn. It was a nod to Audrey Hepburn, who's, you know, obviously one of the biggest style icons of all time. There was a lot of creativity behind it. Yeah, 
what audience, I guess they're, it's not like a televised thing where they're trying to get an audience, but obviously everybody sees the pictures from it. I just don't understand who they're trying to impress. Is this something that you look forward to every year to see what everyone's wearing? Or is it, is it, I don't, I don't know who the audience for this is. Yeah, I do. And my friends do. We had a full text breakdown the next day of everyone's looks. I love, what's her name? Cara Delevingne. Oh, Cara, Cara Delevingne. Yeah. I like her. She's been in some decent movies. I know she's a model. Peg the patriarchy. Okay. And, and what is she? What is she? I don't even know what the hell she's wearing. Um, obviously, she's trying to make a statement. It just, ah, again, I don't get it. I just don't. So every time I see it, it happens every single year. This will come up and I look at the pictures of the people and I'm like, you all look ridiculous. And I guess that's the point. So maybe I'm the asshole here. I think that the whole point is trying to do something different and outside the box and creative and looking at fashion as art and not just a hoodie and a hat and a long sleeve tee, right? Like it is trying to make a statement and really trying to create a work of art that you wear. It's wearable art. And- Let me ask you this. Is this, you know, in college when you get invited to like a Halloween party and everybody goes and you try to like come up with the most unique outfit <laughs> yeah. to go there in, is this basically just that for rich celebrity adults? Uh, yes. You're trying to be on theme with what you wear. So essentially, it's the same. So you're telling me that when I dressed up as hipster Aladdin one year, that is the equivalent of me being creative. Like I could have done that at the Met Gala if I was famous and cool and had a lot of money. You know what? Um, it's not on theme, but yeah, hipster Aladdin well, would yeah. have been a good spin. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know what? You know who I thought looked great was J-Lo because she looked like a cowgirl, right? She was the American West with her hat. Did you see her? I did. I think I did. Was she there with it? Was she there with Ben? I forget. I, know I don't like think. kind of oh, dating yes. and not dating. I don't who knows. What's no, going no, on. they're fully gonna... dating. They're fully in love. Good. They're dating. They're together. Okay. Benifer yes. is back. Okay. Benifer is so back. This isn't a rebound situation, though. Are we sure, you know, no. after the A-Rod thing, this is true love. Okay, fair. Listen, I'm happy I for think, both of them that they're that they're happy. I think A-Rod was just a placeholder for Ben. Mm. They were they were always meant to be together. Yeah, I'm looking at little baby. I think did he carry an actual green baby? No, that's Frank Ocean. Oh, Frank Ocean. That's your bomb. Look, sorry, <laughs> I mean, the cap- hello, sorry, Frank. the caption was wrong. Yes, Frank. he's wearing Prada. Wearing and- Prada. Yes. Yeah. And but see, okay, so Frank opened up a store slash line in New York called Homer, and their first collab was with Prada. So naturally, he would wear Prada. You know. Uh, it apparently apparently looks like Justin Bieber showed up wearing Jinko jeans, but instead of jeans, it was dress pants. So good for him. Again, don't understand that. Also, he has uh, a neck tat. That's a weird look. He has a lot of tats. Yeah, neck a tat neck, too. Neck tat is, yeah, yeah. I guess he, he could pull it off. You either have. I was talking about this with my friends because one of my buddies wanted to get one of those tattoos behind his ear, and I was like, I kind of think you either need to be a soccer player or a musician. Like, you can't just do that as like an accountant. I'm sorry, yeah. dude. Like, I, I think you know you're cool and all that, but like if you showed up to your accounting job and you had a tattoo behind your ear, people are gonna be like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Yadier Molina, one of the toughest guys yep. on the block. Neck tats, right? He can pull off neck tats. Yeah, but not, you know, Joe Schmo from <laughs> from down the street who, you know, works in finance. Yeah, I don't think you're, you want though. your real estate agent to have neck tats. Uh, looking at Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats, you know, it's again, they look they look fine. There's some some are better than others. Like, I think some people look nice and some people just look ridiculous. And that's the end of it, really. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll try to get it more next year. I just it's completely not in my not in my uh, wheelhouse. What did you think of Rihanna and ASAP Rocky? I thought ASAP Rocky was giving me like, I'm home from school sick, watching Jerry Springer, moving from my bed to the couch realness. Hold on. I'm looking it up right now. Rihanna. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is he wearing? It's it doesn't, all, he yeah. look, doesn't he look like he's wearing 
a full quilt was on the couch eating Doritos, watching Jerry Springer home from school sick, being like, mom, I need some toast. I got to give it to him. He looks super comfortable, which I'm yeah. always for. And right. then, but the question is, Rihanna, she looks like the fourth sister from, uh, from, uh, uh, what's that Halloween movie that I'm not blanking on? Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. She looks like the fourth sister from Hocus Pocus. Like, what Hocus is happening? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. I didn't know that that was necessary, but uh, right? good for her too. But yeah, ASAP Rocky. I mean, you know, this is what I don't understand. Okay, here's a perfect example. You call him literally wearing a blanket to the Met Gala. That's fashion. That's him, yeah. him stepping out. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I didn't really Sorry. get that look either. I liked it, but I didn't really get it. I didn't and that's really why get that's the that equivalent of like drawing two lines on a piece on a blank white canvas and someone saying, oh, this is this is incredible art. This is incredible modern art. Here's 50 grand. Take my money. I, I, yeah. I just it's never going to be something that I'm going to be like, yeah, that, that's a that's a great call. Good, good people, call by you. People do that, though. You know, people do yeah. that. I don't know. Well, let's do this because this is a great transition because there's a lot of people wearing great jewelry at this uh, at this event. Obviously, mm -hmm. I'm sure some of it is, you know, on on show for some promotional things, but. I had a question about jewelry for you that I need you to, to help me out with. Okay. Okay. My wife, Maddie, everybody knows Maddie. Uh, yep, her birthday's coming up and our anniversary's coming up, right? Okay. Yeah. And it'll be our third anniversary. And every anniversary and birthday, I'm like, oh, I want to get her a piece of jewelry, right? Something, right? right? I don't know if it's a ring or a necklace or a bracelet or whatever. Because obviously, I know she likes that stuff and I know most girls do. And also, I just want to get her something nice, right? But how the hell do you buy jewelry? Like, how do I know she's going to like it? And I feel like I know Maddie really well. Like her and mm -hmm. I, you would know this. Her, I called her my best friend on this pod. She is my best friend. Like, I know a lot of things about Maddie. It's not like I'm that like, husband who doesn't give a shit. Right. But I'm looking stuff up and I'm like, how am I supposed to know if Maddie's going to like this or not? So what is the proper way to go about buying jewelry for your significant other? Because I, I feel like if you fly in blind, for example, when I bought uh, her wedding ring, we went ring shopping. I knew what's, you know, what ring she wanted. And I just basically bought the diamond that accompanied it. Right. Right. Which is, right. It's great because everybody wins in that situation. But am I supposed to do that for every single jewelry purchase for the rest of our life? Like, how does this work? Okay. Well, I think it depends on what you're trying to buy her. Right. I think you have to think about her style. Do you know what type of metal that she likes? Does she like diamonds? Are you looking for a certain type of stone that has meaning behind it? Well, how Are you am I going... supposed to know the stone? I'm not, that's not my, really my well, world. And I know some of them, like, yeah, it could be your gemstone, but you could also hate that color. You know, I don't, I don't know. Okay, so you always have to think about like, a personal connection, right? So like, think about if you got her two rings that were very delicate and they were stacked with Mumford and Moose's birthstone, right? <laughs> or like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people do that for their kids and they, they look at the style of their wife's ring and then they replicate that, but with the birthstone of their kids. And you guys obviously have fur children, so you could do something like that. Accurate. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like, does she like a watch or are you trying to get her earrings? You know, you, you have there's so many different down. kinds of earrings, you know, like True. what, what do you get? Do you get pearls? Do you get studs? I, and I've, I know what she has, but maybe she wants some updating. You know, I don't, right. I don't know. This is why I want to go back to the thing. I think I, I forget if I said this here or somewhere else, but everybody needs a list of 10 things that they need at all times. So that yeah. whenever, whenever there's a gift, like I could just like, Oh, you need that. Boom. I'll get it for you because we're the kind of people that, you know, we're not, we don't live some like lavish lifestyle. We do all right. But like, you know, we, we, we typically, when we need something, we typically buy it. Right. Yeah. We don't, and, but we don't splurge on things very often. So I want to buy her something practical sometimes too, but we kind of have everything that we, for the most part need. I want to buy her schlock of something that's going to sit in the closet and collect dust for the next you know, 10, 15 years. Um, but jewelry is different, but then there, then there's the other guy who like, I've heard people. And I think Maddie's even said this herself. Oh, just take me to the jewelry store. 
And I sometimes I feel like that's is that copping out, even though I want to do something nice for you, but you actually want to buy something and pick it out yourself. And if you're going to like it, then I'm going to be happy. But I don't want to be considered like a deadbeat husband because I don't actually go out and physically buy something and surprise her with it. Well, I don't think you're a deadbeat husband if you Thank take you. her to a, a jewelry store and say, I want yeah, but to you buy know, you like, something there are, love. Yeah, but you know there are bad husbands who are like, oh, whatever, just I'll take you to the jewelry store and here's five grand, like buy whatever you want. There are definitely bad husbands that do that uh, and don't put any thought and effort into it. And that's not what I'm trying to do. Sure, I understand. But I think you need to look at it from several angles, okay? First, you need to think, is this something I want her to wear every day or is this a special occasion? Um... I would like it to be more practical and something she could wear every day, but okay. I don't know. Maybe she needs something for a special occasion. I, I don't, I don't know. So, okay. Answer that question first. Okay. And I think you're probably right in going with something that she could wear more often than not. Right. Yeah. Especially at this stage in your relationship, you could always go special occasion down the road. But if you wanted to get her earrings, you have to look at her style. What can you wear every day? Studs are great. A hoop is great. You could get like a very nice gold hoop or you could get a hoop that has diamonds on it. You know what I mean? Does she have more than one piercing? You could always get a little pair matching there, right? Um, if she likes pearls, you could go pearls. You could always do something that- But um, what if you don't like- what if, if someone bought you, someone has 100% bought you a piece of jewelry that you didn't like before, right? Correct. What happens then? Because I don't want to. I don't want to waste everybody's time here. You know me. I'm. I'm efficient. I don't. I'm not trying to waste yeah. anybody's time. You know. I want to make sure that she would like it, and I'm sure it's easy to return it. But like, you know, then you got a little egg on your face. You're like, shit. My wife didn't like the thing I bought for her. Like, it's not a great feeling. So I don't know. Is I don't know if there's like a right answer. So have you returned the jewelry that you didn't like? Did you tell your significant other like, hey, I appreciate it, but like, sorry, I'm gonna return this. No, I wore it every day. Oh no, you just you just sucked it up. That's honestly honestly that's why but you're you know great, what. Michelle. Then, then I ended up loving it because he picked it out for me, right? He took the time to go to the jewelry store and pick something out that he thought I would love. And then even though when I opened the box, it wasn't necessarily my style, I made it my style, So right? you basically faked it until you made it. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's, that's honestly impressive. And honest, this is why you're such a nice person. Because um, <laughs> I think most people would be like, you know, eh. and this might be, st this might stem from me in high school when I remember this, like it was yesterday. Uh, I was, this was back in the day when people used to go to the Gap and buy things. Uh, oh yeah. Times. And I was dating this girl. Uh, it was like my first like real girlfriend. And I think it might, it was probably like our first Christmas, I would assume. And I bought her like a bunch of shit from Gap, right? It was what the year was probably 2004. Um, so a lot of colors. I don't even remember the Gap ads back then, but everybody was wearing like incredible amounts of colors. Was so it I the striped sweaters? Remember I don't know if it was exactly the, the striped sweater, but it was a very colorful scarf, mittens, the whole like winter. Oh gear yeah, thing. I gave remember it to that. her. Gave it to her for and her thing. Her birthday was two days before Christmas, which was also uh, kind of a kind of a, a weird thing. So it's like, how many gifts do you buy? Do you do you separate them? Is it one big right. thing? It was always weird. Um, but. I ended up buying her this big package of different winter things from The Gap. And, you know, I, I thought it was cool at the time. She never wore it once. Didn't say she didn't like it, but never I knew that she didn't because she never wore it once. So she sucked it up Ooh. and she, she did kind of the opposite of you. Like she she played cool and was like, blah, blah, blah. But she didn't actually wear it like you wore this and didn't turn and, you know, and you know, after a couple months actually start liking that stuff. So maybe I'm just gun shy now to, have, to give someone a bad gift again that this is in the back of my mind. And I'm doing the same thing for jewelry now. Well, I would say for jewelry because it's definitely more of a high ticket yeah. item. It, you can never go wrong consulting with a friend or consulting with uh, a sister or a mom of your of the lady you're trying to buy for. You know, like for instance, 
I would certainly do my research and maybe ask a guy's opinion on a watch. I know what I think looks good on a men's watch. I like more of a classic cut, but a lot of guys like a really bulky watch. You know, a a lot of guys like that, though. I don't like it, but I would want to make sure that my significant other likes it because it's not about my style. It's about his style. So I would be sure to like text one of his boys and be like, yo, I'm thinking about buying so-and-so this watch do you think he'll like it not do you like it do you think he'll like it because dudes sometimes have those conversations with each other like oh did you see so-and-so's two-tone rolex i love that watch Mm -hmm. i'm with you i'm more of a simple watch guy uh daniel wellington style just like white face simple band not getting too crazy but now now everyone's wearing like those military tech watches it seems like they're like half an inch off of your wrist and you're like what is happening right now totally like this would survive this would survive like a, a nuclear winter um, yeah, I would but, never spend a lot of money on a watch. I know a lot of people love a Rolex. They love the status that a Rolex gives you. The only watch that I even kind of like is the Cartier tank watch because it's so thin and delicate and watch, the, the band is really small because I have really small watches. Watch and sneaker culture, I just, I don't, it's just, it's just two things that I just, I've never understood. Like, Rosillo's a big watch guy, don't get it. I know Punch Gold Jr., big sneaker guy, just don't get it. Um, I like sneakers, but not like the cool sneakers, app sneakers. Uh, so, yeah, but you, you, you've definitely talked me in the right direction on this. I don't know what I am exactly going to do, but it just, I don't know, it scares the shit out of me, because I'm, I'm just afraid of being rejected, apparently, by whatever thing I buy. You can't go wrong with classic, mm-hmm. you know, diamond studs, things of that nature. The jewelry that I was gifted that I didn't love, it was not classic. It was, um, oh we're talking like more of a risk with the earrings. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What, what, like did, it, said, what did it look like? Well, I don't want to describe them. Oh, no. You don't wanna, <laughs> okay. You don't, you don't want to out the person that, li- that listens to the pod. Respect. I don't <laughs> know if this person listens, but uh, I well, appreciate I could, the gesture. I can tell you my ex definitely does not listen. So that's the, the gap thing. We're good there for sure. Also, it's a sweater from the Gap. It's not. I know. put a lot of thought into that. Okay, you know, and it was Did very you? hurtful at the time. It was, but anyway, neither here nor there. We can. Move Don't on. be shy. Don't be gun shy. You know Maddie better than you knew your high school girlfriend. The, well, yes, that <laughs> that is very true. But you know her style more, and you know what you see what she wears every day. Start to take note of what she wears, and but what like, you she, think. But I'm she like, she already like. has a lot of these things, you know, like because she actually recently bought a ring that I would oh, have yeah. never thought she liked. I remember that. And I was like, she what the hell happened here? And it's cool, but I'm like, I would never buy it. I would never know you would like that. Uh, I don't know. It's not like we oh. talk jewelry. We're not talking shop here and there. Okay, but she bought that ring, and you could always get something to complement the ring, like a bracelet that matches oh, the call. ring. Yeah, you know what I call. mean? All right. Or like a necklace that might complement the ring, something yeah. like that. So you just have to be observant. You just have to look around your surroundings and see what your significant other is already wearing, get a sense of their style and what you think they might like, Tie some sentimentality into it. Like, what's your three for wedding gifts? Well, that's like, what I was going to ask you, it's too. like paper and then, you know what I mean? Hold are on. There, like, there are definitely jewelry milestones, right? Should I wait on this stuff? Wedding anniversary. Let's see here. It's leather, Steve. Leather oh. is the traditional gift of the third wedding anniversary. What do you get someone? What do you get a gift of leather? Well, you could get a leather watch. Oh, is yeah, she that's a, a good call. Yeah. I know she has an Apple watch, though, so she, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, she's not going to wear that. Um, maybe a leather band for her Apple watch. I don't know. I don't mm, know if that's her style, but, um, a handbag is always a nice way to go leather. Handbags are tricky too. How do I know she's going to like the handbag? You know, I also I, got a really expensive handbag that I did not love once. Uh, Word anyway. Again, you are too nice. I feel like you should, life's short. You should be like, Hey, I appreciate this, the sentimentality, but like, I want something no. that I'm going to like. 
Exactly. This was an expensive bag. We're talking okay. expensive. Okay. So, so you, I did. Had to, you had to grit your teeth and just say, mm, it is what it is. Keep the receipts, folks. That's all I'm saying. But that is a very difficult question to have with or conversation to have with someone. I don't want to have someone give me a gift that they spent a ton of money on and then be like, I don't love it. Yeah, I would. I'm not going to wear it. And I, I get I'd your point it. that you would want somebody to, to love it. Like, it's tricky. Do you have that conversation? I would rather make it work and appreciate the thought and energy put <laughs> into it, it. <laughs> even if I hate it. Okay. That's, that, that, that's a good point. I don't think everybody's like you. Not that I'm saying like Maddie is high. She's not at all high maintenance at all. But I think there are a lot of guys out there who if they gave their significant other something, they would just be like, no, nah, this sucks. I don't want this, you know? For example, like the girl on was it ten thousand? What was the? It wasn't ten thousand frogs, but she paid off. He paid off her debt. Didn't oh yeah, give her a ring. Right. I think she was okay to tell him. She didn't think that was okay. I I think she was yeah. within her right to do that. Just like I think you are technically in the right to be like, actually, I don't really like this gift. Sorry, even though I but, love you. But then we're having this conversation. So if I get a gift that I don't love, then my significant other is afraid to go shopping for me. Yeah, no, you. And I don't right. want you're, that either. Like I want him you're creating to a think, hostile the relationship when it comes to gift giving no doubt and i want him <laughs> if he sees something that he thinks i like to want to buy me a gift you know mm -hmm. a lot of people i don't know i really enjoy giving gifts to people i enjoy giving gifts more than i'm I a bad gift giver well, no you're not i am no i am I just don't have a lot of ideas because I typically don't want anything or need anything. Like I'm very just kind of low maintenance in that. So I don't ever think of gifts in that way, you know? Right. So when everyone asks me what I want, I'm like, I don't know. Like I, I need some socks. <laughs> like I, what do I need? You know, it's not like, hey, what's some cool lavish thing I can buy? So because I don't care about gifts really, I feel like I'm a, also a bad gift giver because my mind is never there. Hmm. You Again, you just have to be, listen to what people say and be very aware of what you think they Start like writing or stuff want. Down. I got to use the yeah. notes app. You're get, right. Get your notes out, right? Like, for instance, my dad uh, always said that going to Green Bay was the best sporting experience that he's had. And he's like, I would love to go there with you. So I laid in wait. And for Christmas this year, I got him tickets to Packers Steelers. We're going to Lambeau. You can't go wrong doing an experience. And yep. I would rather spend money on us doing something that I know he'll love than buying him golf shoes or, you know, God, whatever, whatever else it is that he doesn't need, you know, something kind of weird. Or like, for instance, last year for Father's Day, I had found this again, this is people who don't care about this, but it's just an example for you. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, when the Easter bunny would come and earmuffs to all the little ones listening. This is your 10 second warning to earmuff if your kid is in the car. I think we One, know where this is going, but okay. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. When my dad would pose as the Easter bunny, he would, or Santa or whatever, he would always sign the notes to myself and my cousins. And he would say, Hoppy Easter, E bunny, PS, listen to your parents. Or like, Santa, you've been a good girl. P.S. Listen to your parents. And it was kind of a running joke. And he would like take carrots and rub it on the, on the paper and like crumple it up. So it looked like a rabbit. Wow, that's like incredible right. dedication. My parents used yeah. to leave the footprints in the house, like the, the nice. bunny prints. Yeah, that was a cool, that was cool. Which I love made that. absolutely no sense. But yeah, you're like, okay, was this giant bunny? This is incredible. I love that. So uh, my dad redid his office and I found one of the notes from the Easter bunny and I got it matted and framed at the very, okay cute uh old school frame for us for, for him to put in there 
for everybody that thinks it's like, hey, Surdy's he's shitty, he doesn't care. Which I, I know I'm maybe I'm exaggerating this a little bit, but I just want I'm gonna I'm gonna brag just a little bit. I did give her a nice gift a couple years ago, and again, it wasn't like an expensive thing, but um, for the longest time, her mom she used to always say this thing called go, which she still does, but when they were kids, more go with your gifts. That was her phrase to them, oh, go with yeah, your yeah. gifts. And she always wanted to get that tattooed on her in her dad's handwriting, right? But Very her dad cool. her dad refused to, to, to do it. He was like, I don't want you. He's not anti-tattoo, but he's like, I don't really want you to get a tattoo and of my handwriting, so I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Um, so I had her dad write it out uh, for me, and I sent it in and got it made in this nice, cool wooden thing on Etsy. As like that a is a perfect thing. gift. I know, but like I'm, I, you can only get so many things to hang on a wall. I feel like right. I, I, we're out of that. Right. By the way, that is the most oversaturated market in the world is the Etsy stuff that you hang on your wall. I mean, pe- there's a lot of schlock that people buy now and that put in their houses. I mean, we discussed this. Gather or, you know, live, laugh, positive laugh. vibes only. Like you could buy a sign saying everything in the world and all that right. stuff is on Etsy. So we're kind of over the sign thing. So I feel like I've done that before. So I can't really do it again. Or like a map of where you met, where like what the constellations look like at that time. It's all the same shit, really, totally. on Etsy. Like it's unbelievable. Believable. Um, so I don't know. I'm just trying. I'm thinking. I'm trying to think bigger than that. You know, I've, I've kind of been there, done that with the little cool sentimental gift, but I need something bigger. But I don't know. I'll figure it out. I got like a month. Also, you know what you can do? Snatch the ring, take a picture of it, and go to the jewelry store and ask the expert, say, This is what she wears. What do you think would complement it? Mm, okay. Right. Lean, lean on some experts, Steve. No, that's a good call. It's cool. Well, you're my expert. That's why I'm asking you. Okay, and good. I think you've been very helpful. Well, I hope so. And I think the thought is what counts. So that's a great way to start. Is you're right. To just yeah. want, like want Maddie's to not going to be mad at sweet. me if I screw up, but I, I don't want to screw up. That's the point. I won't let you, bud. Send me some pictures. Thanks. I, yeah, I, I won't let you screw up. <laughs> good. All right. Um, okay. So I had one other thing that I wanted to talk to you about okay. before we wrap up. Um, I've been going to a lot of concerts lately. It's been concert season over here in the Lou because I work at a radio station and there's free tickets everywhere. And I'm like, you know what? Who knows what winter is going to look like? I need to capitalize on these tickets while I absolutely can. So I saw two amazing artists, Steve, in the past five days. I saw Stapleton and I saw, I saw Alanis Morissette and I have thought, I have thoughts on both. Which one would you like? Um, let's go. I've seen Stapleton. So let's go with Stapleton first. Incredible. Steve, it was incredible. He was so good. I was blown away by his voice. Ugh. There's no frills. There's no frills. It's voice just, is a 10. just the music. The voice is a 12. The voice is a 10 on the album. He's better live than he is on the album. I actually would not disagree with that because there's not that produced up feel to it. Like obviously yes. it's not as clean, but it's, it's more emotional down. in a lot yes. of ways. And the, and uh, so I, I totally agree. I mean, Stapleton, I always say this, I grew up not liking country, like straight up thinking it was bad. And now I don't like the Aldeans or like the party people, like the Kenny Chesneys or whatever, but the good soulful musicians, the Marin Morrises, the Chris Stapletons, that kind of thing. I Casey like really, Musgraves. Casey, although I don't, don't love the new album. I'm going to say that very quietly. Don't, don't love it. Um, so we'll just, we'll move on, uh, but but Stapleton, uh, absolutely phenomenal person to see live because he is, you're right, just as good. And I will say outlaw state of mind. It's not your traditional, like I'm going to fight someone song, but that song is one of the most badass songs that I have ever heard in my life. So he can go from singing outlaw state of mind to Tennessee whiskey, or, you know, some of his really like emotional songs where God damn, like there's some heartbreak in them. He is 10 out of 10. Could not recommend more to see a guy like Chris Stapleton. Couldn't agree with you more. 
Um, you know, what was your know favorite song? What's Fire your favorite? Away. Fire oh, Away is my jam. Yep. I love Fire Away. And he had everybody, he turned the lights down and had everybody put their phone lights on. And after the year plus that we've had where there's been so much devastation and isolation and we didn't have concerts and we didn't have the sense of gathering and bringing people together to look around and see all of these people with their lights up singing the same song at the same. It gives me chills right now yep. thinking about it. And, you know, just the way he sings that song, it was so amazing. And so I was like, Stapleton might be on my Mount Rushmore of people that I've seen live. He was that good. If you want to just randomly have a good cry on like a Tuesday out of nowhere, uh, Whiskey and You is, oh. is it, I mean, it's, it is absurd. It's so I good. Mean, it's, it, I've never like shed a tear and been happy about it more than listening to that. Like, it's just such an incredibly sad song, but it's such a good song. Mm-hmm. And it'll just like come on the shuffle and you're like, God damn it, I got to listen to this, but I'm happy to go through that experience because it's just, it's the best. It just is. And you could tell. Yeah. And I think that is his most emotional song. Man, I, we saw him at Woodstock, which was like a whole weird scene. How? What was the concert like too? Because when we saw him at Woodstock, I mean, it was like, there were some country ass people there. We're talking- Steve, I live in Missouri. Well, okay, I forget how I forget sometimes how like hillbilly Missouri can get at times. You're right. So I live like, in Missouri. But we would, you know, we'd show up and we'd be like, "What? What that? Where are we in like the deep south? What is happening? Like pickup truck central. Everyone's wearing this stuff. People are just hammered everywhere. And then he's this emotional singer. It's 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 just a, it was a weird experience, but it was a good one. You know, it's funny. It's funny you say that because I saw more sloppy drunk people at Stapleton than I've seen anywhere. We were walking up and there's a girl standing by a car right by the entrance, pants down, peeing in front of everyone, falls in it, drops her phone in it. Mm. We saw a bunch of people throwing up. And I know that Stapleton people got really revved up to see him and there was yeah. likely some pre-gaming going, but I'm like, uh-huh. what is this amateur hour? My God, we're going to see Chris Stapleton. Okay. This is not like Lollapalooza. It's how I picture like an SEC football tailgate, but that's right. But what is just, this? The world's you know, largest cocktail party. I didn't yeah. understand it, but people were hammered. Oh, I remember seeing, we were walking into the Woodstock venue and I mean, people were doing shots. Uh, it was absurd. And there was this couple who, Let's just say they were a mess uh, for in a lot of different ways, and this guy and they weren't they weren't the most attractive group either. And this guy had his hand down this girl's pants. I'm talking like elbow fucking deep, oh walking God. on a hot ass day in the middle of the summer. And I was just like, we need to stay as far the fuck away from these people as possible. It was the, one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my life. That's not your vibe. That. That's not your vibe. No, you, no. You can't but be part of that. Stapleton, beautiful. Stapleton, recommend. beautiful. Alanis, also Mm. amazing. Again, with the pipes, I knew Alanis could sing. I didn't realize how ethereal and almost angelic her voice is. The way that she can change octaves mid-song is so impressive. I I don't even know if I described that right from a musical standpoint, but she could be holding a note and do the like, yo, yeah, you know what I mean? It's almost like yodeling, the way that she can change her voice while she's already holding a note. And it... But like yodeling, if you were in church, you know what I mean? It has kind of a a choir element to it. It was unbelievable. But they did this video before she came out that chronicled all the things that she had done. And I forgot what a force she was Mm. and how 
transcendent Alanis was in so many ways. She was groundbreaking in a lot of ways, right? And I'm wondering, Steve, if Alanis does not get, I mean, and granted, she gets love. Like, don't get me wrong, she gets love. But I'm wondering if she doesn't get as much love as she deserves because she came up in a time when it was like Divas Live, when it was Whitney Houston and it was Celine Dion and, you know, Madonna was popular at that time and Mariah Carey and Shania Twain and Gloria Stefan, right? All of these other really powerhouse divas in the 90s. And Alanis was in a complete different category of her own, right? She was kind of yeah. So it was popular music, but also a little rock and also a little alternative. You know, it was hard to peg her down. She wasn't Celine Dion. Like she wasn't for everyone at, at the right. start. I think she is kind of now, you know, that like 20 plus years have gone by. Right. Or was it 20 years? Yeah, it was, it was 93 is when Jerry Little. Pope OK, came out. yeah. So I think that's probably why she was kind of like an underground indie alt act whereas like alt has become more mainstream now but back then it was not mainstream at all so right. she listening to her like you ought to know which i mean is just an i mean you want to talk about just powerful songs and i know like it is it, oh, yeah. you know it's obviously not a, a song that like a, a lot of dudes like to listen to but like right. actually it is a great song and when it comes right. on like i don't care even though it's basically trashing a dude um, it's trashing uncle joey from full house by the way like shout out to oh Blue really Day. Oh, yeah, Dave. That. Yeah, Google it. I'm well, I, knew she it right did, now. I knew she dated Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah. Um, who's dated a few different famous people, but uh, so that's, it's that's Dave Coulier from Full House, and yeah, she wrote "You Ought to Know" after him. I would imagine there wasn't many songs like that that came out before that about a girl who is just basically screaming about an ex or being scorned, a scorned lover kind of thing, and it was pretty revolutionary for his time so that's why I, i'm glad it has been appreciated with time like i think people now look back and go holy shit atlantis was great so maybe totally. she wasn't and I, again we were young during that time so i didn't fully understand where she was in the hierarchy of like different female artists or artists in general um but i do remember that song getting played all the time when i was a kid i mean it was everywhere so it's hard for me to say that she wasn't you know at least like mainstream or something but she was also she kind of like laid the groundwork for like the women's alt thing where like different people can like the cranberries were kind of in there as well. Like it was a little bit of a yeah, like, thing. Like Avril Levine <laughs> yeah, or yeah. Alanis walked so Avril Levine could run. That's true. Right? I mean, I would you say I mean? no disrespect to Avril, but Alanis was a little bit better. Or like Gwen um, Stefani and mm -hmm. you can go to Paramore, Haley Williams or like yep. Olivia Rodrigo even now. Right. Alanis kind of occupied that space first or in a different way. Yeah. If I had the opportunity to see Alanis, I 100% would. I don't know if I'd like go out of my way to do it, um, but I do enjoy her music. I always thought it was funny too that what's the old thing is that the, her song ironic, like there's nothing actually ironic in the song though. It's all just things that aren't, that she says are ironic, but really aren't ironic. Um, what rain on your wedding day isn't ironic. It's just shitty. Well, it's meeting the man of your dreams and then meeting his beautiful wife. That's yeah. ironic. It's not ironic. It just sucks. But it's kind of ironic that like, oh, oh, my God, I finally met the man of my dreams. Snap, he's married. I don't think that's I, I don't think that's irony, though, that I think I think that I think this is listen, this has been well documented by people way smarter than me. But I, but you should look it up. I'm pretty sure that that song, nothing is actually ironic in that song, even though it's a great song. Again, um, you know, hand in my pocket, all that stuff. It's all good. Um, like even, even like hand in my pocket. And I'm giving a peace sign, like the way yeah. that she carries it. I'm sorry to everyone that I just tried to do that. But the way she can do that is amazing. Yeah. What's that called? I don't even know. I don't I mean, know. Besides range, but it has to be a singing style because other people copied that. Let me, let me Google it. 
Alanis singing style. And if you are a Shelly and you're in the music industry, hit us up. Emotive mezzo-soprano? Emotive mezzo-soprano. Classic sure. emotive mezzo-soprano. Mm, that was right at the tip of my tongue. Yep. That's mm -hmm. right. She's a Canadian emotive mezzo-soprano, too. There you so go. totally yep. different. Um, she's, considered, she's considered all post-grunge. Like, I don't know. Do you consider her grunge dance pop? No. No way. That's, oh, that's early. Okay, never mind. I, I, she became poppy. It's funny how that works. Like, hip-hop is now pop music. You know, Drake is pop music. Years ago, that would have been considered hip-hop, you know, or right. R&B or whatever you want to call it. It's funny how those genres sort of blend together over time. So, like, when she comes in, she's all. But now, like, if she came, you know, all the mainstream alt acts are basically just pop acts. Right. That's talking music here on Small Talk. Okay, Steve. Well, uh, it was great to talk to you again. Sorry to everyone again that we've been so absent. We're just so busy. We're just so – I can't help it. I'm so popular. I can't help it. I'm so popular. Again, we don't want to. For people that didn't get that, I'm it's not a mean, actually, a mean not girl's reference. Yeah, reverence. Hopefully, things will slow down now that we're entering fall. Yeah, I mean, fall is my favorite. <laughs> we, we've documented this. I hope so because fall is my favorite season. So uh, you're yeah. going to need to be doing some serious relaxing and sit on the couch and watching some soccer. What soccer are we watching? MLS or all what? of the above? MLS. We could do. I mean, the Champions League is back. EPL, Serie A, everything. Any anything you want. I mean, there's soccer on every day. It's it's actually crazy. Okay. So, well, soccer it is, and baseball it is, Stephen. I got to wrap up because it is the bottom of the seventh inning, and I am hoping to watch the Cardinals get their 10th win in a row. So thank you to everyone for listening. Steve and I will maybe. It's kind of a surprise. We'll be back next week. We don't know. But until then, let's go Cardinals. Football guy, yeah. Fantasy, yeah. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.